Welcome to Redeeming the Time Brothers podcast, a podcast by Gene Kissinger and Norman Kissinger, two brothers who have raised large families and have spent their lives in ministry. Our desire is to provide a place for those who long to belong. And for some reason, my video keeps cutting out, so I'm hoping that this one will let me do it all the way through. Maybe Satan is trying to stop us because I'm trying to talk about relationships. Relationships are of vital importance, and you and I need to be doing a deep dive in how to make relationships work. When you think about if your car breaks down, you're a guy, you'll run to the library and check out a Chilton's and you'll find out exactly how to fix that car. If you're a gal and you want to you wanna make the recipe that your mom used to make and you don't know the details of it, you don't know how to make it, you call her up and you find out what that recipe is or you go through the recipe cards and you find out the secret to it. It's like there's secret to a mechanical job and there's secret to a recipe. Certainly there's secrets to relationships. And one of those secrets uh, is in our opening verse, the nightlight that we have for tonight in Philippians 2 and chapter 2. Fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. It means that we need to put other people ahead of ourselves. And and uh, it's so easy when we get into relationships to make it sort of the old opera. Me, 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 me. And we make everything about ourselves. And the reality is, if we're going to have successful relationships, we, each of us, have to learn to be other-centered and uh, have our focus on those that are around us. Marriage and, and relationships are, are not a box that you get things out of. Instead, they're something that you invest into. They're like a garden that you plant and you water and you weed and you nurture and you put into that. And then over the course of time, out of that garden, out of that relationship, uh, grows something that's very satisfying and productive and even life-giving. It's not a box you take things from, it's a garden you plant things in, it's a garden you grow things in, and that requires investment and it requires hard work, to be honest with you. Now some of the, the, the I read you already Philippians chapter 2, and it's the idea of putting others first, but there are some crucial secrets to making relationships work, making marriages flourish, friendships blossom, um, just making all of the relationships that we value better. And number one is communication. Communication is absolutely rock bottom, foundational to any kind of relationship growth that you want. If you want a satisfying relationship, you have to be able to communicate. And that means that you take time to communicate, that you regularly set aside time to get deep. Uh, sometimes, especially in the hurried hustle and bustle of our lives, we find ourselves, you get up, you go to work, you work eight hours, and then you come home, and then there's a series of appointments that you have, dinner's got to be made, laundry's got to be done, lawns have to be mowed, other kind of things, and, and our communication becomes more like a drive-by shooting than any kind of actual communication. So we walking by each other going, okay, I'm on the way to the appointment, and okay, I'm going to get this done, and okay, I'm going to get that done, and our communication is at this level, at almost the lowest possible level. It's the communication of facts, 
and we have to move beyond that to uh, communicating about our, our opinions, what, what, how we feel about something, moving deeper into who we are so that our communication actually talks about who we are as a person and it's a self-revelation of, of us to that other person that's in the relationship and then we also allow them to reveal themselves to us by how we communicate. Uh, men and women do communicate differently. I was in one of my attempts of loading this up before. I ran into a friend the other day who hadn't seen me for better than a year, maybe two years, and he walked up to me. As soon as he saw me, he didn't even say hi. He just patted me on the stomach. He said, what's this? Talking about my belly that I got this. Uh, I got the Dunlop disease. My belly then lopped over my belt. And so he patted and said, what about that? Women don't say that kind of stuff to one another. Uh, guys do. It, it's a common guy thing. It's not a common gal thing. So men and women communicate differently. They communicate um, even at, at different rates. Uh, they, they, some studies suggest that women speak as many as 24 to 25,000 words in a given day, and men speak about 11,000 to 11,500. Now, obviously, that's not a universal rule. That's not true of everybody. And Sandy and my relationship, we're the opposite of that. She would speak much less than I would, and I'd probably speak 50,000 words a day. So, but, but just as a general rule, men and women communicate at a different level. They communicate at a different rate. And they often communicate about different things. Guys, not only do they talk less, but often they talk much less about feelings. And yet relationships have a lot to do with feelings. And so you want to watch a guy break out in a sweat, ask him how he feels. And he'll, he'll all of a sudden start sweating. And like the Klieg light is on him. And we have ways of making you talk. And he, they're stressed out by that talk about feelings. So we communicate at different rates. We communicate about different things. We communicate uh, just about different topics. And so it is, it is difficult for, with those differences for men and women to be able to communicate. But we need to communicate. It's not that the ability to communicate is lost, it's the desire to communicate is lost. It's not that all of a sudden we forgot how to talk to each other, it's we don't want to talk to each other because we've allowed our emotions to get out of control and where our emotions get out of control, we sometimes find ourselves saying things that we really should not say within the context of the relationship and it ends up bringing about great harm in the relationship. And so maybe we think, well, it's better not to say anything at all. No, what's better to do is to sit down when you're not angry and when neither one of you are lit up in anger and find a way to communicate about the issue or the problem that's at hand. So it's not the ability to communicate that's gone, it's the desire to communicate. So what can you do about it? What are some practical steps? Number one, uh, set aside a time each week, if you're a husband and a wife, set aside a time each week to get away from the kids. Whether you got to go for a walk, get up early, stay up late, find some way to communicate at a deeper level at least once a week. That's beyond just the, okay, I've got to do X, Y, and Z, you need to do A, B, and C, and the, the dividing up stuff and just the family chatter that goes on. We've got to get back to communicating about who we are. I would say another thing that's valuable for couples in particular is to get away for a weekend away from the familial responsibilities so that you can actually reconnect again as a couple and not just as mom or dad to the kids. Uh, it's one of the battles that Sandy and I have had to try to fight is because we, we do foster parenting and we've done parenting 
about three decades almost now, and, and so a lot of our identity is wrapped up in mom and dad rather than in you know husband and wife, and we need to reconnect with that. Another thing besides communication, working on that area of communication, it is consideration. Ephesians 5.33 says, Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. And then it, it, Peter said this in 1 Peter 3.7, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. He's saying, be, be gentle to one another. Uh, James 3.17, talking about wisdom, says, But the wisdom that is above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. You know, one of the things that's missing from the modern American home, just being considerate of one another. There's some little phrases that can oil all of your relationships. Please, thank you, I love you, forgive me, I'm sorry. Um, and just being gentle with the other people that are around us. Sometimes we, we're gentle with the people that are out in public and we're harsh with the people that are within our home. That's a foolish thing. So what James was saying is that if you're considerate, you're wise. If you're inconsiderate, you're stupid. Don't be stupid. So let's work on communication this week. Let's work on being considerate to one another. And we'll have some more stuff. I think some more principles that will help us. And these are true in all relationships. The two things that I mentioned are not just about marriage. They're about any, about friendship, about being brothers and sisters, about every kind of human relationship you have. So let's pray and let's ask God to anoint our time together and, and to anoint our relationships and to help them to work the way that they're supposed to work. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for these that are here under the sound of my voice. I pray that you'd be with them, God. I pray that you'd be with every relationship that they have. God, relationships are the only thing that will survive our time on this planet. We can't take any toys we bought. We can't take any homes we've built. We can't take any uh, plaudits or positions we've, we've uh, attained to. When we get to heaven, we can only take our relationships that we have with other people and help us to value those relationships and to do everything we can to make them work. Forgive us, God, for having not the right priorities, for having wrong priorities. Help us, God, to love those around us. Help us to be the kind of people that will be well-pleasing to you. Grant us a good night tonight. Be with my friends. Allow them to lay down and rest in peace, knowing that you are watching out over them. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Good night. Thank you.